What's up, 361? This is Pastor Rodney Logan and family, and we have a new message to share with you. How many of us have been walking with our heads down? I just want to encourage you that it's time for us to look up. Look up to the hills from which cometh our help, because all of our help that we need comes from above. Please enjoy this message. Look up.
look up because you have to have some expectation that I am going to be victorious. So my dad used to always tell me that I am victorious. My mother would tell me that I am victorious. My father who is in heaven would tell me that I am victorious. So now I get to ask myself that question and you get to ask yourself that question, do I believe it? Do you believe that you are victorious? It's a powerful question for us to ask ourselves. And I was telling my wife, I was telling Jasmine is that, you know, for five years as I was going through some different changes that was occurring at my previous employer, is that I would change my password and I change it to victory. And you know, you have to change the password every time, but I kept mine as victory one. Come on, sometimes we don't get victory the first time we begin to call on it, so it became victory two. But you know, just because I didn't get victory the second time, I said it's victory three. So victory one, two, three. <laughs> you know, we got victory. But it doesn't matter. The point is, is that I gotta keep calling victory because my name is victory. And the only way we're gonna call victory is that we begin to look where we are going. So this morning, do you know where you are going? Are you looking up or are you still looking backwards? Are you still looking around? You're looking everywhere but up for where you are going, from where your help is coming from. And so this morning, let us get into it. I want to start at verse 28. Our target is verse 31, but uh, I just love it because it's just like my favorite. You know what I said? And we know this is the good preaching one. This is where you can get your hook on right here. It says, it says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Just think about that verse. And we know is that anybody they got to know that things are going to work out for your good. I know we got everything going on that is against us. But God wants you to know that he is for you. So it tells us in verse 29, right? Can you get your on? For God knew his people in advance. Wait a minute. He knew his people in advance. So that meant he knew in advance that you would be going through some stuff and that you would along the way because of fear or doubt or unbelief or whatever could set in that you would make the wrong decision. But he says in advance and he chose them to become like his son. He chose you guys to say that, you know what? That's all right. They ain't got together, but I'll take them. I don't know many of you guys have ever played sports. You know, in elementary school, you had a long line for kickball. And, you know, they have two captains. And this guy said, I want him, I want him. And nobody wanted to be the person that was the last person to be picked. Mm-hmm. Right? Everybody wanted to be on somebody's team. Yeah. And, and what God does is that he loved and said, I want you. You know, in spite of who doesn't want you on their team, I want you to know, I want you on my team. Come on. Everybody has a place on my team. And it goes on to say, and he chose them to become like his son so that the son will be the firstborn with many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, called them to come to him, he gave them 
right standing with himself, and he promised them his glory. Verse 31 is our target this morning. So it says, what can we say about such wonderful things? We got some wonderful things that we can say some things about. We can say that number one is that he chose me when nobody else picked me. We can say that, you know, he's looking for good things to happen for me. And then verse 32 says, oh no, I ain't finished. Verse 31. If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Come on. So what he's telling us is that I don't care who's against you, the person that's going to make everything work for your good is me, and I am for you. I don't know about y'all, but you know that's the thing that matters. The person who has all the resources is saying yes. So it doesn't matter who's saying no, because ultimately, the person who is writing the check and making sure everything happens, he says yes. yes. And it's going to get to you. It may have to go through a couple layers and different things, but don't be uh, discouraged by that. Just keep what? Looking up. Looking up. Keep looking up. Because verse 32 says, since God did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't God, who gave us Christ, also give us everything else? Yeah. Okay, so everything else. So just begin to think about everything else. Everything else that's got us down right now. COVID, all right, protests, you know, unemployment. We got some big things that's staring at us. We got an election, all these different says, won't he also give us everything else? So he's telling us we got some big things that's coming our way. And I don't know about you guys, but you know, anytime I'm expecting something big, you know, I have a change in my attitude. Come on, y'all. I that's put right. on the clean shirt. Right. I'm expecting something good, something big that's going to happen. Amen. I'm not putting on my loser clothes. Right. All right. I'm putting on my winter clothes. That's right. Not winter, but winter. Mm-hmm. So we never need Amen. to faint in times of suffering and trial because we know that God is at work yeah. in the world and that he has a perfect plan. God has two purposes in the plan. Somebody say, your good, your good. and his glory. And his glory. <laughs> hey, y'all, uh, that means your good, he gets to say, that's right, that's my child. <laughs> Come on, that's something good. That is something good. And ultimately, he will make us like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Best of all, I love this, God's plan is going to succeed. That's right. His plan is going to succeed. So how can we Christians ever be discouraged and frustrated when we already share the glory of God? Our suffering today only guarantees that much more glory when Jesus Christ returns. So in other words, God is wanting for us to learn how to be encouraged. And we can begin to encourage ourselves. Sometimes we're having these moments now because we all self-quarantine and we spend more time alone. You say, how can I encourage myself? Come on, look up. Come on. In that room where you are, you got to look up. You know, we have some difficult times that's still ahead of us because we don't even get to go to the hospitals to visit those that are sick that we love and that we know, but we have to just keep looking up, knowing that our answer is going to come. Mm-hmm. 
right? We have to look up. And what God wants to know is that he gives us freedom from fear. Because he tells us there is no condemnation because we share the righteousness of God and the law cannot condemn us. In other words, the things that used to say that you can't have this and you can't have that, you're not the right type and you and all it, it says that God doesn't condemn us, right? It says there is no obligation because we have the Spirit of God who enables us to overcome the flesh and live for God. Come on, y'all. Can we talk about it this morning? Can we go a little bit deeper? Can we talk about how our flesh is the thing that gets in our way? Come on, just go ahead and just look at it. Say, flesh, sometimes you get in the way. Yeah, that's freedom right there. You know, anytime we can look at ourselves and say, you're in the way. You know, and sometimes we have to take that hard examination and, and ask ourselves the question rather than saying, God, why did you allow this to happen or what happened? Sometimes we just have to ask our flesh. Flesh, are you in the way? Because God has a plan. And then that's when we're able to look up. So there's no frustration because we share the glory of God and the blessed hope of Christ's return. There's no separation because we experience the love of God. What shall separate us from the love of God that is in Christ? So the very thing that we need is love and it cannot be taken from us. Isn't that good news? God said that he has good news for us and that is the good news is that God is love. It's kind of like the air. You know, if someone wants to say, hey, you have to pay for air today. You know, we'd be like, man, I so hope it's like a penny because that's kind of what I got right now. But no, you will be disappointed because you know you need air in order to breathe. Don't y'all know that we need love in order to be able to be who we are because we were made in whose image? God's image, who is love. And so that brings us to a very interesting point today, isn't it? In this one particular marriage class, it tells us is that we react when there is no love. So we get to ask ourselves this question. Am I on a crazy cycle or crazy loop because I just am not receiving any love? ask myself that, what's keeping me from being able to receive this love if he's already given it? Well, it's called my flesh. It's called, God, you didn't do this thing the way I asked you to do it. Can we be okay if we just let God be God and he does it whatever way he wants to do it? You know, I'm quite sure Elijah got very frustrated when God told him to go look or have someone go look the cloud because it's getting ready to rain and the guy didn't do it this one time did he? He had to go again it's like, I'm getting frustrated you said it was going to rain it should happen and he says he looked and then he just began to see a cloud form the size of a man's hand and we know that the heavens began to let go the rain that had been shut up for three years. Do you not know that Elijah probably would never have seen that if he wasn't what? Looking up. Come on. It's going to rain in your life. 
And it's not because of your might, but it is because of God's spirit. And we just have to learn how to be expecting it. We have to be learning how to expect victory everywhere we go. We have to learn how to brag about it and talk about our God, how big he is, rather than magnifying how big the problem is. I know we got some big problems today, but I tell you, our problems are not as big as our God. And he wants you to know that he is for you. God is for you. The Father is for us and proved it by giving his son, his only son. And so is the Spirit. So the Son is for you. The Father is for you. And the Holy Spirit is for you. Huh. I guess we got a whole lot of things that is happening that is for us than we ever realize. And so we just have to learn how to just walk in that. And I'm so glad you guys asked that sometimes like Jacob, we lament all the things are against me. Everybody is coming against me. Well, you know what? All these things may be against you, but you know what? You got three that's for you. I think that's a pretty, I think that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Everything else is against you, but you got three that's for you and that is working for your good. So can we stop for a moment in the midst of our chaos and just look up? Just look up and ask ourselves, do I know where I'm going? Do I expect victory? Because he did give it to me. The father desires the best for his children, even if they must go through some trials to receive the best. Y'all remember the story of the prodigal son, right? There was one son that stayed home, and there was one who said, give me what is owed to me. Matter of fact, I ain't dead yet, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. You go ahead and take it. And he left, and he went and spent it all on himself. And what happened was the father was back home saying, I sure wish I could get my son to come back. Because if he come back, I'm going to lay it out for him. I'm going to give him a roll. I'm going to give him a ring. I'm going to have a feast. We're going to rejoice because what? My son is coming home. That's you and I. All the things that are against us and we're feeling like we can't go home, God wants you to know that there is a place for you, yeah. a place where you don't have to feel uh, belittled, feel like you just got to eat with the swine. You, you, you don't have to live like that. You can come home where you can have your robe and your ring and your feast. Come on, Pastor. In other words, what God is saying, I'm going to plot it for you. Yeah. Come on, we get ready and set it out. Because ain't no party like a Jasmine party. Because a Jasmine party just don't stop. And she's been like that all her life. You know, if I'm going to have a party, I want it to be the best party. Yeah. And that's what God is saying. He wants to make sure that we understand that he throws a good celebration. Amen? Amen. Not a celebration where you're going to be running out. Because anytime God shows up at your celebration, it's going to be more than yeah. enough. Yes. So God cares for the birds and the sheep, and he even cares for the lilies. And surely he cares for you because God is for you. 
And so at the beginning, we asked that question and you have to fill in the blank. God is for you. Come on, y'all ain't. God is for you. God is for me. We have to sometimes announce that to ourselves that God is for me. Come on, when we're in those places and our flesh is getting in the way, and you know how your flesh like to tell you that, you know, you just ain't up to no good, and yeah. man, it don't work for you till I say, you know what? But God is for me. God is for me. He wants for me to win. So God has justified us in verse 33. This means that he has declared us righteous in Christ. And Satan would like to accuse us, but we stand righteous in Jesus Christ. Amen. Mm. 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 He wants to say something. Y'all know how we do. I wish you would say something. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you to say something. <laughs> right? That's how Satan is. He wants to be able to say something that kind of cause God to fall out of love with you. But what are you going to say? Come on. You, you, you can't, because we was messed up before God got us. Yeah. <laughs> what, what you gonna say? You know, man, you, man, you, man, you need to get rid of that dude, Robbie, man. You ain't got five miles, man. You know, sometimes, you know, you know, you just got bad sportsmanship. And God said, and I loved him when he was bad like that. Now, I've been working with him. Sure, he only cussed once a day now, right? <laughs> well, y'all catch that later. Amen. So understanding the meaning of justification brings peace to our heart. When God declares the believing sinner righteous in Christ, that declaration never changes. Our Christian experience changes from day to day, but justification never changes. We may accuse ourselves and men may accuse us, but God will never take us to court and accuse us. Jesus has already paid the penalty. In other words, God is saying court is not in session. Because there's no charge that you can bring against them because the penalty has already been paid. So if God's not going to beat us up about what we did, why should we? You know, that's one of the things that kind of takes us backwards as pastors because we often, you know, preach eloquent sermons and various things and we do different things to let people know how much God loves them but yet they come to our offices in private and they begin to share their broken moments as though God isn't for them and I want to tell you before you make your next appointment is that God is for you and that he does love you and that you know go ahead and schedule your appointment it's okay we'd love to sit down and talk with you but when you walk in say, what I do know is that God is for me. But, <laughs> can we talk? Can, can we talk about how he's trying to make me feel? He's trying to make me feel like I'm not worthy. And I just want to tell you, is that God wants you to feel worthy. He wants you to feel special. He wants you to know that you're special because he is for you. The Bible tells us is that if he if he freely offered up his own son, how will he not give you everything else? So for those of you, you know, you've been trying to find the context in which, you know, you could be able to receive, it says everything. 
else. He's already made a way for that. So all we have to learn how to do is look up and begin to continue to communicate with them. That's the thing that I love about communications, right? Is that communication is really about a sender and a receiver. In order for us to stay in communication, those two things have to be connected. Come on, anybody ever been using their cell phone and it just drops? What happened? Something happened to the signal where it no longer was connected between the signal, I mean the sender and the receiver. And so what we want to do is keep the signal clear so that we can always be in communication with the person who is for us. That's what's important, isn't it? Shoot. Man, you know, you know how, how it is sometimes out there. It's like, I don't know nobody's number by heart, but I know how, I know the house number. Mm-hmm. Anybody still remember the house number? Mm-hmm. Come on, they can stop you. Like today, today's time, man, people stop and ask me, people know, I'm like, man, I don't know, let me get my phone out. But if you ask me what's my house number, I got you. I remember that number. We've been having that number since we've been in Arizona for 21 years. Yes, we yeah, yeah. You know, back uh, back at my uh, home uh, in Louisiana, we had a phone number, man, that's been there for years. My auntie's number been there for years. Everybody's number been there for years, and so you know, I can always remember a number. All right. So the other thing I thought that was real important for us to know. And it's in verse 34, and we'll close with this, is that God makes sure that he intercedes for us. So Christ intercedes for us. It's a dual intercession keeps the believer secure in Christ. The Spirit intercedes. The Son of God intercedes. The same Savior who died for us is now interceding for us in heaven. As our high priest, he can give us grace we need to overcome temptation and defeat the enemy. As our advocate, he can forgive our sins and restore our fellowship with God. 1 John 1, 9-2 Intercession means that Jesus Christ represents us as us before the throne of God and we do not have to represent ourselves. Y'all hear that? That good news, eh? You ain't got to represent yourself. You got the person who is good at what he does. Amen? Isn't that what we all strive for, is to get the best of the best? And so you can have the best of the best. His name is Jesus. Amen? And he is for you. You know, I don't know about y'all, but you know, I'm that type of person that you know if uh, if I'm the premier team, I'm just saying, if I'm the captain, I'm, I'm the best captain, then I get to choose the best people. Yeah, you do. I don't just want everybody to come on the That's how I think. You know, but the way God thinks is that it don't matter. I'm giving open invitation for whoever want to be on my team. Yeah. Come on, you can be a part of the best team and have no skills. Mm. Come on, you got nothing to put in on it, but I still want you on my team. That's what God is saying. Because he ever lives to say that I just want to see you at your best self. Yeah, that's what God wants. God wants to see you be your best self. And so we have to continue to look up. So that's all I have to share with you guys today. And uh, as Jessica always tells me, you got to have a question. 
What's the question for today? Where are you going? The question for the day is where are you going? All right. Well, Father, I just come before you and I just thank you for this time that we have shared together. Father, to encourage one another to know, Lord, that we don't have to look down at defeat. We can look up at victory and know that you've already made a way for us to be victorious. Because that's your will. You said that we are more than conquerors in Christ. You love us. So, Father, for somebody that's out there that is looking at a situation or a circumstance and they don't know, I just want them to know that you are for them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we want to transition real quickly to give you an opportunity to give. For those of you who are online, uh, you know, there's three ways that you can give to Acts Christian Center. The first way that you can give is, of course, you can always go to our website at actscc.org and you can click on our button that says Give Now, Donate. And that's the first way. The second way is that you can always mail your gift, your offering to 3371 South Vine Street. Chandler, Arizona, 85248. And then the third way that you can give is text to give, right? So what you would do is that you would dial in the number, which is 520-355-2820. And what it's going to do is going to prompt you, right? No, it's not going to prompt you. You have to put in give. And then once you put in give, it will give. allow you to put in the Hi, 361. This is Pastor Rodney and family. We hope that you have enjoyed this message. We want you to be inspired and encouraged to look up, to look up and know that there are greater things that are ahead. I just sense that there's something better for us as we just continue to press in and call on his name. I want you to know that if ever you need us, we are available through our website at www.axcc.org. God bless you and you have a wonderful week.